Hello and welcome to 7 Minute Opinions, your audio guide to thought-provoking arguments from a variety of the week's writers and thinkers. I'm Ruth Margolis, a contributing writer, and today I'd like to make a modest proposal for federally regulated baby names. I'm all for parental freedoms. Let the helicopter parents hover and the free rangers regard their offspring as expendable poultry. It's all the same to me. What I cannot abide, however, is a cruel trend that has ramped up in the last decade, giving babies silly names. In an ego-fueled drive to seem original and innovative, mums and dads across the nation are setting their kids up for a lifetime of ridicule and the headachey bureaucracy that comes with trying to change your moniker. Americans are now naming their offspring after Pokemon Go characters, saddling their kids with first names like Rosalia and Onyx. Admittedly, these naming infractions aren't particularly heinous, but I bet my birth certificate that right now there are women excitedly gestating future Pikachus and Bulbasars. Like most idiotic fashion statements, the craze for giving children stupid names has been buoyed by celebrities. Just last year, actress Zoe Deschanel, herself the victim of some avant-garde naming, saw fit to name her baby after an aquatic marine mammal. Her name is Elsie Otter. Elsie Otter? Yeah. Otter like the otter? Animal, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. You know, we thought, like, Elsie is, like, kind of a classic name. Like, a lot of people have grandmas and aunts named Elsie. Cows. And cows, yeah. Um, and then and then we were like, you know, the middle name can be a little bit, like, wild. Before that, Beyonce and Jay-Z brought the world Blue Ivy. Add to these atrocities some of the worst recorded baby names of last year. Particularly enchanting were Elizabeth, no really, and Maverick, which might be excusable, except this version is spelled with a smattering of H's and a Y. Parents across the US are either flinging together random collections of letters or, more unsettlingly, looking to product manufacturers for inspiration. In 2014, 73 sets of parents put Lexus on their baby girl's birth certificate. Also in 2014, seven boys were called Disney. And in 2015, exactly 100 girls were named Tesla. Please make it stop. I'll go to Donald Trump if I have to. The one despotic law change I could get behind in that lunatic's neo-fascist America is an officially sanctioned list of names. Of course, if Trump were actually to design a law federally mandating a name list, it would likely consist of less than 10 choices, all of which would be Anglo-Saxon and most of which would be variations on Donald. That's not really what I'm after. I'd just like a law that says, at its heart, Don't call your baby Meldor, or Little Sweetmeat, or Beverly. Yes, those are actual, real baby names. Fail to act America, and today's children will grow up harbouring the sort of issues that will make our current hypersensitive crop of safe space-seeking, easily-triggered teens seem well-adjusted. Naming restrictions in the US are decided by state, but are, on the whole, extremely loose. The laws that do exist are more about practicality than safeguarding kids from humiliation. A few states, for instance, have a maximum character count because of the software they use for record-keeping. And a few have banned numbers and pictograms. But in some states, like Kentucky, there are no restrictions on what you can and can't call your children. Lawmakers should perhaps look to our European allies for inspiration. 
until the early 1990s, French parents had to pick their newborn's name from a government-approved list. The Germans, presumably to safeguard against neo-Nazis birthing little Adolfs, still employ some tight naming restrictions. In Angela Merkel's kingdom, surnames and product names are banned, and there's a fair chance that your suggestion will be thrown out by local bureaucrats if they think it will negatively affect the child. Good on them. Back in 1998... A Norwegian woman was thrown in jail for two days for refusing to pay a fine after calling her 13th child Gesher, meaning bridge. Possibly this was a bridge too far. But I can't help but admire a country that values children's self-esteem over parental whimsy. And that does it for this episode of 7 Minute Opinions. Look out for new episodes every Tuesday on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. For more of the week's selection of podcasts, including 7-Minute Explainers and This Week I Learned, go to theweek.com slash audio. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, tell your friends, or give us a rating or review on iTunes. I'm Ruth Margolis, and thanks so much for listening. (laughs) 